The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Wingbet. Wingbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Wingbet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the Wingbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. Also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. With over $30,000 up for grabs over the season, you need to go to oddscrowd.com to sign up today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you the chance to win $100,000 on NFL Week 1, exclusively on the SGPN app. I'm buzzing, you should be buzzing too, because that music always gives me goosebumps because it signifies the return of the Champions League. And you are listening to the Champions League show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow me at the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter. That's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. To get all of my additional content, check out my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, where I'm on the verge of guiding my clients to their 100th month of transparent track profit, barring a disaster. We are already 13 units up nine days into the month because we have destroyed the US Open tennis tournament, destroyed it, and that has put us in a strong position. We still have uh, domestic soccer to come back this weekend, and of course, three weeks of NFL this month, so we are looking at a very healthy month, and you can still be a part of it, and the main incentive to sign up is because we have still yet to release our Champions League futures, and there has been no play so far in the NFL, so you can still go back and get all of our NFL futures. So massive month to sign up. Get on board those futures. Get on board and be a part of this 100th month of Transparent Track Profit. The reason why it's transparent and tracked is because you can see every spreadsheet. The pinned tweet at the Twitter account I mentioned, at SGP Soccer, that's at SGP Soccer, is always the PL, which uh, these frauds on gambling Twitter, they don't have those, but I do. I have a PL every single month, a detailed spreadsheet telling you how much we made, how much we put out, how much we won, and what the profit was. And you can see that as the pinned tweet at SGP Soccer. If you go to the lockbetting.com, site, search PL, you can see every single PL. There are 99 of them so far, and the 100th one is looking to be a profitable one too here this month over at lockbetting.com. So make sure you head over there and sign up for the content. 
Moving on to why we're all here, and that is, of course, the return of the Champions League. And we're going to begin by looking at some of the favourites here to win this year's tournament. The favourites, of course, to win this year's Champions League are Paris Saint-Germain. This is because they've built themselves a FIFA fantasy dream team. They already had the likes of Kimpembe, Marquinhos, Verratti, Di Maria, Kylian Mbappe and Neymar. And they've now added Donnarumma in goal, Sergio Ramos in defence, Giorgio Wijnaldum in midfield and Lionel Messi up top. Getting all of these players unbelievably for free. The main issue I have with Paris Saint-Germain is the fact they play in a farmer's league. They will go from playing easy games and winning the league in March to facing difficult games in the Champions League. If they can cope with the adjustment, then this team should win the Champions League. Previously, they've reached the semi-final and the year before that, they've reached the final. So they are in good stead and are worthy favourites to win this year's competition. The two teams behind them don't have to worry about playing easy games in an easy league because the EPL is the toughest league in the world. I'm talking about last year's finalists. Manchester City are the second favourites and Chelsea are the third favourites to retain their title. Manchester City had everything going their way last year and it should have been their year. They sorted out the one problem that they had that was stopping them from winning the Champions League, that being their defence, due to the addition of Ruben Diaz. They kept 19 clean sheets in the Premier League and won it easily and seven in the Champions League. But Pep Guardiola got his tactics wrong on the day and he was beaten by Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea. Tuchel moved to Chelsea and he was an absolute revelation, taking him from ninth place to a Champions League position and winning the Champions League itself. He did this from sorting out the defence, where he kept 11 clean sheets in the 19 Premier League games he was in charge and managed to shut out Manchester City in the Champions League final. Thomas Tuchel's team, though, didn't click in attack, but they have now signed a solution to that problem, with Romelu Lukaku coming in with a £100 million transfer fee. If the signing of Lukaku works, then Chelsea will be strong contenders, not only in the EPL, but to win the Champions League as well. The four favourites to win the Champions League are Bayern Munich. It surprises me to see Bayern Munich fourth in the market, but it does make sense given their problems in defence. Bayern Munich were the favourites at the start of last season and the winners from the year before. So I imagine they will still be contenders for this year's Champions League. The problem comes in defence. Last year, they were eliminated by Paris Saint-Germain by conceding three away goals. The tie overall was 3-3, but a 3-2 home defeat saw them exit. In their defence, they didn't have Robert Lewandowski for that tie. And if they did have, we could be talking about Bayern Munich as back-to-back winners. However, as I said, the defence remains the problem. For a top team like Bayern Munich, keeping nine clean sheets in the Bundesliga and three in the Champions League doesn't seem enough. And if we're not talking about Bayern Munich as the Champions League winners at the end of the season, it will be largely down to the fact that they haven't defended properly once again. So there you have it, a quick little bit there running through the favourites to win the Champions League. So to cover that properly now, um, Paris Saint-Germain are the favourites here at 10-3. City at 9-2, Chelsea 7-1, Bayern Munich fourth favourites at 15-2. Man United have moved to 8-1, they were 14-1 before they signed Ronaldo. 10-1 on Liverpool. 
Real Madrid 14 to 1. They are the first Spanish team that you see here. So that kind of tells you where the league is at. We get a cluster of them though. 22 to 1 Barcelona. 25 to 1 Atletico Madrid. 28 to 1 Juve. That's the first Italian team that we see in the market. 33 to 1 on Dortmund. 50 to 1 on Atalanta. 50 to 1 on Inter. 50 to 1 on Sevilla. 80 to 1 on AC Milan. 80 to 1 on Leipzig. And everybody else is 100 to 1 or bigger. So. There's not much to add from the musical audio piece on the favourites to win this competition. PSG should win it. They have the best team. They're going to win their league as early as March, possibly. And therefore, they will be well-rested and they'll be solely focused on the Champions League. They also have world-class players. So everything seems to gel. The only issue is... If the league is too easy, is the Champions League too much of a step up in class? Can they get complacent? We see it in the NFL. Teams know they're going to be the number one seed. They sit their players for the last couple of weeks. They also don't play the wildcard round. They come into the next game they play with three weeks off. They get rusty. Can these players get rusty? Can they get complacent not playing any competitive football? Will it have a pre-season kind of feel on their bodies if they're too rested from not playing uh, enough league football or not having enough competitive league football and not being taken out of their comfort zone on a week-to-week basis. I think they should be able to overcome that and I think this team are going to go very, very close. Manchester City, for me, they're weaker. They've got rid of Sergio Aguero and I think they're going to find it difficult in games where it's really tight. And the game might be decided by one goal or one moment or one rebound where you're going to need that box player to come in and tap in a goal. Where you're going to need to put a cross in and someone's going to have to get on the end of a header and rise above everybody and win the game. Much like Ronaldo did for for Portugal when the Republic of Ireland were 1-0 up and putting loads of men behind the ball. That's why Manchester City needed a Cristiano Ronaldo. They needed a match winner. And I'm not saying... They don't have match winners in their team. They have loads of them in Mares, in Grealish should have signed, in Sterling, in Kevin De Bruyne. But the fact is, did you need Jack Grealish? Did you need that extra creative player? Or did you need a box player? Did you need to be the ones that went out and got Romelu Lukaku instead of Chelsea? Did you need to make sure that you got Cristiano Ronaldo? Did you need to pay that money for Harry Kane? I think they've missed out on a striker. And I think they're going to struggle in both the Champions League and the EPL as well. For me, Chelsea are stronger contenders than Manchester City. They won it last year. They did it without a decent striker. Werner wasn't playable by the end of the season. He was just missing too many chances. His confidence shot. It's not going to get any better not playing any football for Chelsea this season. But Lukaku comes in a different player to the one that left the EPL. Antonio Conte has made this guy into an absolute monster. The Romelu Lukaku that we see now is a player who can score goals from anywhere. He still scores headers. He still scores tap-ins. But he gets involved in the build-up play. This is a play that actually uh, creates assists. And I think he's an even better finisher than he was now. There were previously videos around where they were showing how much of a poor footballer Lukaku was in terms of his ball control and things like that. Now, I think he's much more of a complete player. I think he's better than Harry Kane. I think he's better than Robert Lewandowski. And he certainly makes Chelsea a better team than the Chelsea team that won the Champions League last season. As for Bayern Munich, we talked about 
Surprising for me, they're fourth in the market, but I can't make a strong case for them being above anybody else. I think Chelsea are more well-equipped than Bayern Munich are. Uh, Manchester City, I think, would be my argument here. I think I would have them lower down. Um, but other than that, I think the, the market has been priced up correctly. But if Bayern Munich can fix up defensively, something we, we haven't really seen them do over the last couple of years, although it didn't stop them the previous season where they won the Champions League. In fact, they won the German treble, winning the Bundesliga and the Pokal as well. It didn't stop them then. So if they can just outscore teams, they're going to be in with a shell. They're coming through a group here with, with Barcelona. I'm not too worried about that. And we'll talk about the group shortly. I think they're going to breeze through the group. I think they're going to breeze through to a, a quarterfinal and that's when I think this competition really starts. I just hope the likes of, of a Manchester United are there because obviously the signing of Cristiano Ronaldo has bumped Manchester United up the market. They've leapfrogged Liverpool. They are now the 8-1 to fifth favourites. I'm not sure I completely agree with that. I have to see how the team click. I have to see how we start with Ronaldo in the team. If that move works for Manchester United and he does become the 25-30 goal scorer that we want him to be, Man United are not only contenders in this competition, but I also contenders in the Premier League. In fact, they could be stronger contenders in this competition because this is a cup competition. You don't have to be good every single week. You don't have to have that level of consistency. You just need to be able to win cup matches. And you have to think Man United will be able to get through their group. If they can win their group, they'll face a group runner-up. That puts them in a quarter-final and that makes them a dangerous team. With the back line that Manchester United have, which is a solid, solid back line, you have a World Cup winner there in Varane. You have a World Cup uh, semi-finalist and a Euro 2020 finalist in Harry Maguire, Premier League runner-up as well. Uh, obviously, Varane has done more than, than win a World Cup. He's won Champions Leagues as well, La Liga titles as well. You have a solid defensive partnership there. You have very, very good full-backs. Wan-Bissaka is, um, is better on the defensive side. Luke Shaw is better at getting forward. Quality playmakers in Pogba and Fernandes. Of course, Ronaldo up front and ridiculous pace around them, whether we play Rashford or Sancho or Greenwood, or even if Martial can find his feet. Um, they, they can be a real dangerous team in this competition. Liverpool can as well. I think Liverpool's problem in the Premier League is going to be missing their players for six or seven games for the African nations. That absolutely, for me, derails them as Premier League contenders. It doesn't derail them as Champions League contenders. They are still going to have a strong team. They're a massive price at 10 to 1, considering that so many of the same players have already won the Champions League here at Liverpool. Then we get to the Spanish teams. I don't think Barcelona have a chance. I think Real Madrid do. But I think once Real Madrid sign Kylian Mbappe, and sign a couple of more weapons in their team um, because they didn't spend that money on Mbappe. We know they now have 200 million. So if they can get themselves another midfielder because the legs of Cruz and Modric are, are bound to be going soon and of course a, another defensive player, they all of a sudden become contenders for the Champions League again. But not this season for me. Next season, as for Atletico Madrid, they won La Liga last season but we've seen La Liga has got weaker. That's why we see three teams so low in the market and uh, I don't think they'll win the Champions League here. They got they got taken apart last season by Chelsea, as did Real Madrid, and I just don't see anything changing. For me, it does come from the top four with uh, with Manchester United and Liverpool as your dark horses. So even that with my dark horses, I'm just going along with the odds. I cannot circle a dark horse that's any bigger than 10 to 1. I cannot find any contender outside of the top six. Nothing from Spain, nothing from Italy. 
I think this Champions League will be won by the top six. And um, it's difficult to say that PSG won't win it, but it's also difficult to take him here at such a short price. It'll be interesting to see the, the tactical clashes in the group between uh, Guardiola and Pochettino as Paris Saint-Germain are drawn against Manchester City. And that's another reason why it's difficult for me to look at these two as the top two favourites, because one of them is going to be given a difficult path. One of them is going to be runner-up in the group. One of them is going to have to play a difficult team immediately in the last 16. And, and that could be Paris. It's not beyond, beyond the realm of possibility that Manchester City beat Paris in Manchester and Paris Saint-Germain beat Manchester City in Paris. And then the group is decided on goal difference and Manchester City could easily have a better goal difference. Hell, they could even avoid a loss in Paris and, and beat them in Manchester or they could draw both games and it could still come down to goal difference. It, it's very, very difficult to, to look at this and say, yes, Paris Saint-Germain are the clear favourites because they've made those signings those signings need to click those signings need to need to need to gel those signings need to be able to deal with the fact that Paris Saint-Germain play in a very easy league that will be won very easy despite the fact they didn't win it last year I don't care they're going to win it by March or April this season so that's going to be done they're going to win a very easy league and their main difficult matches will come in this tournament which they are absolutely desperate to win and they only get Kylian Mbappe for one season to do it this trio of Neymar Mbappe and Messi they are going to play together for one season so this is their biggest shot ever they are desperate to win this competition and this is their biggest opportunity to do it otherwise next summer we know they're going to go backwards unless they can sign Haaland as a replacement for Kylian Mbappe this represents the best opportunity for Paris Saint-Germain to actually win the Champions League this season so moving on to looking at the actual Champions League groups Two teams will go through from each group. They will then go through to the last 16. Nice and simple. We begin with Group A. This features Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester City, Leipzig and Club Bruges. Paris Saint-Germain are the favourites here. They are available at 4-5. to five. City are available at 6-5. to five. It's 10-1 to one on RB Leipzig. And it's 100-1 to one here on Club Bruges. For me, it's pretty clear... What's going to happen here in this group? Leipzig are going to go to the Europa League. Club Bruges aren't going to be playing European football in 2022. And Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain are going to be the top two teams in this group. But the difficult thing is deciding who wins it. I think once you decide who you want to bet on as the winner, you do need to go to the group straight forecast market. Manchester City to finish first and Paris to finish second is 13 to 8 rather than taking Man City to win the group at 6 to 5 and likewise instead of taking Paris at 4 to 5 you can get them at 5 to 4 plus 125 here for Paris first Manchester City second as a forecast both of these teams just to be the top two is 1 to 3 I actually, strangely enough, think that thinks that think that represents value and maybe looking at that in parlay pieces because I don't see any way how these two teams don't finish as the top two. It's just going to be a case of their results against each other unless, you know, one of them drops points away to RB Leipzig, which is going to be a difficult trip for both these two teams. But I just don't see RB Leipzig getting into the mix. For me, 
I would just play the dog here. It's not going to be any kind of official play, but I think the teams are pretty equal, especially at this stage of the season. I think Manchester City will start suffering uh, from not having that that number nine in their team later on in the season. I know they've got Gabriel Jesus, but I don't think he's good enough to win the Champions League. And, and Paris Saint-Germain will probably start clicking in the, in the new year. I think that's going to be the time where you'll really see, have this team clicked? Are they going to be Champions League winners are they going to be able to to play these games off winning the very, very easy French League and be able to come to these very, very competitive Champions League games and cope with it? Are these big names and egos going to be able to gel together? You'll get a real feel for that. I don't think you'll get a feel for it in the group. It's totally feasible to me that they could go to Manchester and lose. It's totally feasible for me that, that Manchester City could go to Paris Saint-Germain and lose. These games could be draws. Um, and yeah, one of them could drop points against Leipzig. So I would just blindly take the underdog because I think these two teams are level here pretty much when we're looking at this period from September to December. And I think it will really be about what these two teams look like when the Champions League comes back. But both of them will be there in the draw anyway. Looking at Group B, now here's where you get some actual value because Liverpool are even money to win this group. It's 2-1 to one on Atletico Madrid, 5-1 to one on Milan and 15-2 to two here on Porto. I'm very confident that Liverpool will win this group. I'm confident that Liverpool are the best team in this group. Atletico Madrid didn't look like they belonged in the same league as Chelsea when they played them last year. Liverpool looking for revenge against Atletico as well for knocking them out of the Champions League a couple of years ago. Uh, AC Milan, big name, but I don't think they've got the personnel at the moment. It's going to take a few more years for them to even challenge for the league in Serie A. And even when you do win the league in Serie A, are you going to be contenders for the Champions League? Look at Inter Milan. They're 50-1 to to win the Champions League this season. I know they've lost Romelu Lukaku, but still that's a huge price. Juve were the uh, Serie A favourites they still are despite losing their last game and uh, they're way down in the market at 28 to 1 so not really looking for anything here from from Milan Porto always get to the Champions League but they've been dealt a horrible draw here they'll be difficult to be at home all of these teams will be difficult to be at home this is a very difficult group but Liverpool I genuinely think will win all of their home games. And if you win all of your home games at Anfield, uh, you're in a very, very good position to win this group. It even allows, I think, Liverpool to to win their home games and to only draw one of their away games and even have two defeats. I think 10 points is the target here to win this group because it's going to be that difficult. The straight forecast market sees Liverpool first, Atletico Madrid second at 5-2, to two, Atletico first, Liverpool second at 4-1, to one. Liverpool first, AC Milan second at 9-2, to two. Liverpool first, Porto second at 13-2, to two. Atletico Madrid is the winners and Milan second or Liverpool going out of the Champions League at 10-1. to one. Uh, Milan first, Liverpool second at 11-1 to one with Atletico going out of it. Atletico first, Porto second at 14-1. to one. Everything else is bigger than 16-1. to one. Both teams to qualify. I love Liverpool and Atletico Madrid here at 6-4. to four. I do think they're the two teams that go through. I don't think Milan are good enough. Liverpool and Milan is 3-1. to one. Liverpool and Porto is 5-1. to one. Milan and Atletico Madrid, which sees Liverpool go out. That's in any order. Uh, that's at 6-1. to one. And Atletico, Porto, 8-1. to one. Milan and Porto, 8 18 to 1. That both teams to qualify is in any order. Uh, to qualify from the group, Liverpool 1 to 3, uh, Atletico Madrid 4 to 6. I think that's a good bet, but I would take it with Liverpool because it's plus money. Uh, Milan 6 to 4 and Porto 9 to 4 here. So that concludes Group B. 
Moving on to Group C here, if I just bring it up on my screen, uh, we have Dortmund as the favourites, and that's rightfully so. Dortmund are clearly the best team in this group, so that shows what a good draw Dortmund got here as the non-number one seeds here. The number one seeds in this group were were Sporting Lisbon. Um, Ajax here at ten to three. It's five to one on Sporting Lisbon, and it's ten to one here on Bestiktas. Yeah, I think Dortmund, you just played them here to, to win this group. I don't see anybody competing with them. They don't have the Champions League pedigree of Dortmund, last year's quarter finalists. Look, Dortmund are a team whose Achilles heel is their defence. They're going to score goals, even though they sold Jaden Sancho. They've shown in the Bundesliga they're still going to score goals. Uh, they've got Haaland in this team. Haaland is going to be up there with the top scorers in the Champions League this season, and I have no issue with them winning the group. It's just a case of who goes with them. The straight forecast market has uh, Dortmund first, Ajax runners up at 5 to two Dortmund first Sporting Lisbon at 10 to three uh, Sporting Lisbon are a very good side defensively they wouldn't be here if they hadn't won the Portuguese league so you have to watch out for them uh, Ajax first Dortmund second at five to one Dortmund first Besiktas runners up five to one Sporting Lisbon first Dortmund second eight to one and an Ajax and Sporting uh, Ajax first Sporting second 14 to one the first bet that has Dortmund going out of the competition everything else is bigger than 16 to one the both teams to qualify markets is any order uh, Ajax 11 to 8 with Dortmund. Um, Dortmund and Sporting Lisbon 2 to 1. It's 4 to 1 Pesiktas and Dortmund. 8 to 1 Sporting and Ajax in any order, which is the elimination of Dortmund, and everything else is bigger than 14 to 1. Group qualification, qualification odds, sorry, see Dortmund 1 to 6, Ajax 5 to 6, 5 to 4 Sporting and 11 to 4 on Besiktas. Uh, I have no strong lean there. I just I just don't think that Ajax represent any value there. I, I think it's very, very tight between them and Sporting Lisbon, the champions of Portugal. A very, very strong defence. Uh, Ajax, they can be very good in this competition, or they can be very, very bad because they, they're a team that don't defend that's to their credit because they're very very entertaining but it's also a negative when you're allowing silly goals that you shouldn't be allowing in games Moving on to Group D, this is Real Madrid's group. They are the favourites at one to two, with Inter second at two to one, Shakhtar Donetsk fourteen to one, and hundred to one on FC Sharif. Three of these teams were in the same Champions League group last year. It's the top three, but I think this season it's going to be more clear cut. Um, Antonio Conte's team didn't even get out of the group. I don't think that's going to be the case here for Inter this year. I do think the straight forecast market of Real first, Inter second appeals to me here. Even money, if you want to do it the other way round, Inter first, Real second. That's at nine to four real with Shakhtar nine to two into a Shakhtar 14 to one which is uh, Real Madrid going out this is straight forecast so this is in order everything else bigger than 18 to one the both teams to qualify market Real Madrid and Inter are clear here at two to seven but again uh, I think that represents some value I just don't I just cannot make a case here for Shakhtar Donetsk yeah it's going to be a difficult place to go to but I just don't think they're going to turn over any of these big two teams Real and Shakhtar to qualify without Inter it's nine is a seven to two sorry and Inter and Shakhtar to qualify which is in any order and the elimination of Real Madrid at 10 to one qualification from the group Real Madrid one to 20 into one to six I think that says it all um, Shakhtar Donetsk 11 to four and Sharif 22 to one Sharif are a team who could get the lowest points tally here in the Champions League this season. I find it difficult to make a case for them getting in any getting anything more than a point. I think they might be able to draw the home game against Shakhtar Donetsk, but really that's about it. They really should lose every other game here in this group. So uh, Real Madrid 
clearly to, to go through in this group with Inter Milan. I would lean Real Madrid to win it. But again, no real strong play here. No real value play here in this group. It changes when we get to Group E. Uh, the group the group winners' favourites are Bayern Munich here. They're at four to six with Barcelona at two to one, eight to one on Benfica, and twenty two to one on Dynamo Kiev. Have we forgotten that Bayern Munich destroyed Barcelona eight two? We haven't. Barcelona haven't won a major game for about two years now. I'm talking about the likes of Atletico, Real Madrid. I'm talking about top teams in the Champions League. They've got one big win, sorry, one big win, and it was against a Juve team that were decimated by COVID. When they played them again, Juve won away to Barcelona 3-0. And this is when they had Messi. They lost 8-2 with Messi. Now they've got an attack with uh, which is led by Memphis Depay and, and Ansu Fati. And Sergio Aguero isn't even in it yet because he's not back. So that they're probably going to have to play Dembele. So this is not a, a strong Barcelona team in terms of for the Champions League. Are they going to be strong in La Liga? Yeah, they're going to win most weeks. They're going to be in the top three. There's going to be a title race in La Liga this season. And it looks like Barcelona are going to be involved in it. But they're not in any conversation to win the Champions League. And for me, they're not in any conversation to win their group. However, on the basis of their home form, on the basis that they will win their home games against Benfica and Dynamo Kiev, I do think Barcelona will go through in this group in second place. So the straight forecast market here of Bayern first, Barcelona second at 11 to 8 does appeal. Uh, the reversal of Barcelona first, Bayern Munich is at 11 to 2. Every other scenario is bigger than 5 to 1, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't see it. Uh, Bayern and um, Barcelona to qualify from this group in any order is at 4 to 7. I tell you, that may be the absolute steal. I understand that it's. Um, that it's minus money here. I understand that there's juice on it, but come on. They, they, can you really make a case for Barca and Bayern Munich not qualifying here from this group? I'm so surprised that we're seeing that at four to seven. For me, when we're looking at the likes of Inter and Real qualifying at two to seven and, and PSG and Man City at one to three, I have this in the same category. I, I think that Benfica being very overrated here as a threat. The qualification from the group odds uh, have Bayern Munich at one to nine, Barcelona here at one to three. Again, value um, two to one on Benfica and thirteen to two on Dynamo Kiev. So lots of stuff I like there from that group. Um, head over to lockbetting.com for all of my official plays. But of course, there will be a lock at the end of the show, and I can tell you already. It will involve something here from Group E. Group F is Man United's group. Uh, I'll be trying to get to a couple of these Man United home games. They are the 8-13 favourites to win this group. It's 10-3 here on Atalanta, 6-1 on Villarreal and 10-1 on Young Boys. Hopefully the battle here will be for second place. Man United should win this group, especially with the addition of Cristiano Ronaldo, especially given the fact they are solid in every position. I think the, the Man United fans are getting spoiled when they're crying out for a defensive midfielder. I think Scott McTominay can, can fill the role. I think our issue is going to be the fact that, that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer isn't yet a, a tactical manager when you're looking at the likes of an Antonio Conte or a Thomas Tuchel, two of the best managers in the world. I don't think Solskjaer's up there in that conversation. Therefore, um, maybe he doesn't manage these players properly and their game time and their happiness and, and the tactics. I think that might be the main issue. Certainly no issue with personnel. Scott McTominay is capable of going in and doing a defensive midfield job in any team. I, I wouldn't be able to say the same for Fred, but St Scott McTominay is a quality player. We're talking about signing.
signing Declan Rice. I'm not really in that camp. I, I really do rate Scott McTominay and I don't think there's too much difference between signing uh, Declan Rice and having a Scott McTominay in your team. So I think Man United are very, very well-rounded. I think if they get into a comfortable position here, they may start seeing some rotation. But the key thing is to win your home games. Uh, Villarreal, we owe them one. They beat us in the Europa League. So they actually could be a threat here to go through in this group. The straight forecast market sees Man U with Atlanta as a favourite note, 2-1, to one, with Man U and Villarreal at 7-2. Man U at Young Boys at 5-1. to one. Uh, Atalanta first, Man U second at 11-2. to two. Villarreal first, Man United second, 10-1. to one. Everything else bigger than 16-1. to one. Two teams to qualify. This is in any order. Atalanta, Man U 6-5. Villarreal, Man U 9-4. Man U, Young Boys 4-1. to one. And the first scenario with Man U out is Villarreal and Atalanta, but that's 9-1. to one. So Man U strong favourites to qualify from this group. Uh, they're 1-7 to seven to go through. Atalanta 4-6. to six. Villarreal 13-8. to eight. And it's 5-2 to two on the Young Boys. For me, it's going to be key that Atalanta score the first goal in games because um, if they don't, they're up against teams that can set up defensively to stop them. So if Man United go a goal up, I think now the, the current Man United team are capable of holding on to leads. Villarreal certainly capable of holding on to leads. They're very, very dangerous team. They they contained Man United very well in the Europa League final last year. And, and Young Boys, yes, they've got a good defensive record as well, but it's harder for them because they're a team from, from Switzerland. And I do think they will be the basement boys in this group. They will Their European campaign will end. They won't be playing in 2022. I think either Villarreal go through to defend the Europa League or Atalanta end up in the Europa League. I think it'll be Villarreal defending the Europa League. I think Atalanta are just are just too attack-minded here to, to stop. I think they're going to score goals. I think they're going to be a difficult game for Man United, even even coming to Old Trafford. I think both those Atlanta games I have circled as difficult games. So for me, it's not a foregone conclusion that Man United win this group, but they should do. And I do think there's a little bit of value there if you can get it at 8-13 on Man United to, to win this group and go through to the last 16 with a favourable game, which is a game against one of the runners-up. But as you know, uh, the runners-up in these groups can be dangerous when you're looking at groups like Bayern Munich and Barcelona, uh, Inter Milan and Real Madrid, and of course the top one, which is um, Paris Saint-Germain versus um, Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester City, the two favourites to win the Champions League this season, putting the same group together. Group G, you have to say, is a weak group. Sevilla are the favourites to win it, 6-4. to four. 5 to 2 Wolfsburg, 3 to 1 on Lille and 9 to 2 here on Salzburg. Um I like Sevilla here to win this group. I know that they are the the favourites, but that's that's the right thing. They've come through La Liga. Um, they are um, former Europa League winners. They've won it many times. They've got European pedigree. So I think Sevilla are going to be a difficult team here to beat. Uh, Wolfsburg, of course, have come through the Bundesliga as well. And Lille are actually the, the seeded team here as the French champions. But we know they're very, very weak champions. We know they caught lightning in a bottle. They've had a poor start to this season. They are pretty much what Leicester were a few years ago when they won the Premier League. I don't think they're contenders to even get through this group. I think Wolfsburg are a stronger team. I even think RB Salzburg are a stronger team. Even though they've sold Dhaka to to Leicester, I think RB Salzburg are always a team that stylistically give teams a difficult game because they just attack and they just score so many goals. And for me, they're a contender to steal the Europa League spot away from Lille, who were in the Europa League last year and did very poorly. So if we look at the qualification odds here, we're jumping to those rather than doing the, the forecast markets and whatnot first. Sevilla's qualify at 8 to 15. I think there's solid value there. Um, Wolfsburg 5 to 6. I think there's solid value there. Lille at even money. 
I would be fading that because there is an, actually an alternative play um, if you look here on the websites for not to qualify. And the, contra- the contrast price to being the even money favourites to qualify is 8 to 11 to not qualify. That's the contrasting price to not qualify. And I will be taking that here on Lille to, to not qualify. I'm very high on them going out here in the group stage. And uh, Salzburg to qualify from the groups at 11 to 8. Going back now to the straight forecast markets. Severe to win and Lille, the runners-up, 11 to 2. Severe, the winners, and Wolfsburg, the runners-up here at 11 to 2. Also, very, very much like that bet. Like that much better than the Lille one. 13 to 2 on Wolfsburg first and Severe second. Severe first and Salzburg second at 7 to 1. Everything else is bigger than 8 to 1. Both teams to qualify market. Wolfsburg and Severe at 5 to 2 with Lille and Severe at 3 to 1. Uh, I like the top one. I'm 100% on board with the top one it's Salzburg and Sevilla at 4-1 to one and everything else is bigger than 5-1 to one. yeah for me uh, Sevilla and Wolfsburg come out of this group um, and my strongest play would be on Lille to be eliminated from the group stage which is available at 8-11 to 11. and behind that I would be taking Sevilla to win this group at 6-4 plus 150 because as I said they do have the European uh, pedigree with winning the Europa League multiple times the final group uh, features the holders here. This is Group H. This is Chelsea at one to two to win the group. Two to one Juve. Twelve to one Zenit Saint Petersburg. Zenit Zenit Saint Petersburg and thirty three to one on Malmo. Massive underdogs there. The straight forecast market for me has value. It's even money on Chelsea first, Juve second. Juve first, Chelsea second is at three to one. Chelsea first, Zenit. Zenit uh, second at five to one, and everything else is bigger than fourteen to one. Both teams to qualify. It's clearly Juve and Chelsea. That here is at one to three, and uh, I cannot deny that is the right price. Chelsea with Zenit, which sees Juve go out, is at ten to three, and everything else is bigger than ten to one to qualify from the group odds. Chelsea one to sixteen, massive, massive, massive favourites. Four to uh, one to four on Juve, five to two Zenit, and ten to one on Malmo. For me, this is clearly Chelsea and Juve, and I'd be taking a little sprinkle on the even money of Chelsea first, Juve second. I think Chelsea are a far more complete team. I think Juve looking complete disarray. I think Allegri will sort that out, but I don't think he's going to sort it out to an extent where they challenge Chelsea here to win this group. I don't think they're going to be Champions League challengers. I do think they'll fix up here in, in Serie A. I think most most keen will sort out their attacking problems. I think he's a better option than than Morata. I think once most keen becomes becomes good and, and, and gets confident and starts to click with the other players around him. He will, uh, he will end up being a goal scorer. Look, Morata's never been a great goal scorer. He's gone from team to team. Uh, he's played for his country in the Euros. We saw that Morata needs too many chances to score goals. And I don't think he's going to end up as the main number nine here at Juve. But I think, as I said, once most King clicks, yeah, he's not going to be Cristiano Ronaldo, but there's going to be enough here in his team. Dybala is going to be a decent creative player. He's going to score goals. He's going to create assists. This back four is still going to be solid. I know there's loads of miles on the tank when you're looking at the likes of a Chiellini and a Benucci, but they're still solid. Juve is still solid enough to go through in this group again with, with Chelsea and they're going to be challengers in Serie A as well. So the, the straight forecast there of Chelsea and Juve in that group. And that concludes all of your groups. We've gone there from group A to H. We've given our leans. We've done the prices. We've looked at the outright markets. Now we're going to finish up here with the lock on the show. I said earlier when I was talking about that uh, Bayern Munich and Barcelona group, which is actually Group E, that the lock would come from there. 
And it's going to be on Bayern Munich to win the group. That narrowly edges, edges ahead of um, Barcelona and Bayern Munich to qualify from this group. But you're going to be laying more juice on that one. That one's available there at the best price of four to seven. Bayern Munich are available at the best price to win their group here, four to six minus 150. I'm also tempted by the straight four cards, which is Bayern first and Barcelona second here, which is at the best price of six to four plus 150. If you can find that, have a little bit of money on it because I just cannot see these two not being the top two. But most importantly here for the lock, I cannot see Bayern Munich not winning it. They're up against a team they thrashed 8-2 and now that team doesn't have one of the greatest players of all time in Lionel Messi. I don't see what the difference is going to be but I do see Barcelona going through with them because they'll win their home games but for me Bayern Munich are going to have a massive points total here. I think they're going to rack up somewhere between 14 and 16 points and win this group comfortably. So Bayern Munich to win Group E is going to be the lock here on this show here at 46 minus 150. For more locks make sure you listen to the Champions League show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast that's going to be available every match day. And to get all of my official plays on the Champions League, make sure you head over to lockbetting.com. We made 16 units on our Champions League futures last season. That's it from me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.